The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is May 27th, 2020, episode 200. And this week, capitalism in the NWO. And my name is Basil. And this is Gons. Did you change up the title there? I did. That was an on-the-fly title change. (laughs) See, I didn't go with that specific title because it would give too much credit to the guy who came up with it. We'll get into it later, but anyway. Oh, well, he's a creative guy. I know. I'm trying to to bring the news, but evade and give too much credit to the the order, to the global order. Okay. All right. I see. Fighting the good fight, Gons. I know. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> well, it's weird. This is, uh, it's been a week since our last show. That's the longest we've gone uh, for ever since, you know, quarantine or social distance or whatever, house arrest, whatever you want to call it. We've This is the longest we've gone without doing a show, Gons. How do you feel about that? Um, I actually did feel kind of weird. I felt like I was missing out. You know, I was I know. missing out on the news and bringing the news and the chat and, and just everything. So glad to be back on episode 200. Yeah. So we apologize, everybody, that it's been so long since the last show. But, you know, it's the Memorial Day weekend and you got to spend time with your family and all the things that go along with that. Um, so I don't know. It was a good time. It was a nice little break. But I did... I did miss it. I did miss doing the show. So we got to make sure not to go this long uh, in between shows. Uh, Anything else interesting to report? Uh, I did go to the store. I went to like five different stores. I went to Pavilions, a Whole Foods, uh, a Ralph's. Um, Where else? I I ended up going to a Walmart and I think uh, something else. I don't remember. I went to like five or six stores. Sold out. Yeast. I was going to make some bread uh, yeah. for my sister's birthday. No oh, yeast. jumping on the bread making train, huh? I guess. I guess all the bread makers are hoarding the yeast because I, I, mean, I got yelled at by the lady at Walmart. I was like, hey, can you help me find something? And the lady was like, what? And I'm, <laughs> I was like, uh, I was looking for some yeast. We have no yeast. It'll be in next yeah. week. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. It was, like a, it was like a couple weeks ago, um, all of the... I started seeing stories about that where suddenly flour and yeast were in a shortage, which is a weird thing for uh, at least people our age here in America to experience really a shortage of anything. Um, But uh, yeast and flour was not expecting that. Yeah. Um, Meat prices have blasted off too, I noticed. Yeah, I know. Oh, yesterday, yeah. yesterday it started blasting off. No, I noticed it yesterday. Oh, you noticed it yesterday. I haven't <laughs> bought meat in a while, but I went in yesterday to get, I was trying to do a nice dinner and, uh, yeah, there's like 30% premiums going on, at least in the store by my house. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. You got to go straight and to the farm. I know. Got to, got to, got to get go your own there. cow. Hi. Hi, Mr. Farmer. Can oh, I gosh. have a cow, please? Oh, 
Um, you, you had a story that you wanted to tell. Did well, you, did this you... is just something I wanted to talk about, and I couldn't really figure out where it fit in the show, so I figured okay. I'll just start off with it. Okay. So when the whole uh, house arrest thing started, I was I was so good, Gons. I was working out every day. <laughs> I was I was really taking care of myself, putting the time to good use, and then of course, two months in, I must have been maybe a month in. I kind of as as workout plans go they kind of disappear Mm -hmm. and so i hadn't done anything but three days ago i started riding my bike i started going on bike rides um nice long one where i live there's a there's a river it's riding down by the river uh beautiful it's nice to get outside but uh it's probably partially because of the weather warming up partially because of you know, I'm sure coronavirus and the the economic issue, but the homeless population was out of control. It was really? it was so you know. Usually on that ride, you know, it's down by the river. There's always a few tents. You know, you would see maybe five five tents throughout the whole ride. Let's call this maybe a ten mile stretch along a river, and uh, you know, you maybe see twenty. 20 homeless people throughout the whole thing. Three days ago, I was out there. Uh, there must have been, I don't know, uh, definitely over 100 tents. Wow. And uh, super, I mean, they're getting creative out there. Big, <laughs> huge structures uh, built out of like uh, tarps and pallets and things like that. Really an, just a impressive little collection, a little city getting constructed by, down by the river and easily over 500 people. Wow. Uh, homeless people. Yeah, it was, it kind of was a alarming i was like oh my gosh this is really so sad that there's so many of these people down here um and then so that was my first bike ride the next day i went uh, this was yesterday i went down there same thing uh, a ton kind of the same deal you know a ton of uh, actually in fact some new tents probably sp- sprouted up um but uh, I saw people, they, they, were ha- they were, had fires, you know, cooking fires, campfires, and some of them were just in public parks. There'd be a public park grassy area with maybe like five or ten tents all set up, and they all had fires, like cooking fires. Nice. And yeah, uh, but uh, yesterday on the ride, there apparently one of these fires got out of control, and there's like a whole area... Uh, where it looked like a bunch of tents had burned down. Oh, no. Um, which it was sad to see, and it was really intense, and there's people kind of picking through the fire looking for stuff to salvage. And then today, I went on a bike ride earlier today, and uh, <laughs> instead of 500 uh, homeless people, I maybe saw about 20, and on this is a bike path. There were three cop cars parked along the bike path in in varying intervals and police on motorcycles riding on the bike path so in the span of three days i saw the rise and fall of civilization (laughs) your little the little homeless world that that came and went it it was wild that's crazy yeah, but I mean, it's it's also very sad. I mean, it, you know, people are being affected by everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, today, like, I was riding my bike and I got stuck behind a police motorcycle on oh, no. the bike path, and he wouldn't pull over for me. 
Um, so anyways, that's my fun bike riding story. Well, at trying least to get, trying to get the, the heart pumping again. Yeah. Well, that's good. I've, I've lost some weight too in the last uh, couple of months. So that's, that's a good thing, I guess. But, um, before we get into the flippy update, I do have one quick update. Cause again, I didn't know where to put this in the episode. It is a mm-hmm. sighting of, of one of the four horsemen. The four horsemen of the And uh, this clip, you know, people have shared it around. It's uh, Bill Gates talking about some genetically modified things injected into kids, into the vein. So here's the clip. (laughs) And we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're (laughs) injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. It's very cool. <laughs> cool, Bill Gates. He's so excited and like smiling and giggling about it. Yeah, genetically weirdo. modified. Um, and uh, I, I couldn't help myself. I had to make a jingle out of this. So here's, here's the, the way we're going to memorialize this clip. We're taking things that are genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein, right into the vein, right into the vein, right into the vein. There you go. <laughs> so, right into the vein. Right, right into, the, into vein. the vein. Right into the vein. Yeah. I like it. Good job. Good work. Yep, yep, yep. Good Spending work. Spending my time well. Yep. All right, guns. I'm trying to get my VR hand to work here, but it's uh, not working very well. Uh, I want to say a big old what's up to everybody on YouTube, everybody on Facebook watching, and everybody over there Twitch. I see some uh, some returning friends. Um, so I see you, Six String Commando. I see uh, DD59s here. We got all sorts of people coming back. So we're glad you guys are here. A little shout out to everybody. Um, we'll be giving some shout outs to some new followers later on in the show. Oh my gosh, I've completely lost control of the situation. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, I better stop moving things around and let's jump right into a flippy update. Do you want with that? Okay, for those who don't know, we try to keep up on the uh, the emerging world of robotics and how they are very sneakily uh, working their way into our everyday lives. What that means, uh, you, you know, Flippy in particular, referring to the burger flipping robot, they're usually uh, disembodied robot arms that are uh, taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. But uh, you know, when we do three shows a day, we've we've surpassed. You've done every yeah. time you say that you say I don't a day. Know. I keep saying that. I really hope we can do three shows a day. We one day, do but. three shows a day. I don't know why people <laughs> don't tune in to the other two shows. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anyways. Yes. So the, the robotics industry is moving too slow for us, but we finally got something interesting here. Um, people were posting this tagging me over at uh, canarycry.community. So mm-hmm. thank you guys. I think that was Gary yep. maybe, but it was Gary. Okay. Thanks Gary. I remember it off the top of my head. So yeah, thanks Gary job. over at the Canary cry community. And for those who don't know, we have a Facebook group called Canary cry community, but we also have an off Facebook, uh, our own little space on the internet called canarycry.community. Go check it out. Okay, so this is coming from technocracy.news, which is a fun little website, popped up a few years ago, um, just in time for this show. Well, it's uh, run the, by Patrick Wood. Who, uh, that's right, yeah. Patrick Wood. Yeah, good job, buddy. Deceit 3, so there you go. Article titled, Robots Could Gain Artificial Eye That Sees Like Human. <laughs> that's good. 
Like human. Like human. <laughs> uh, scientists have developed an artificial eye that could provide vision for humanoid robots or even function as a bionic eye for visually impaired people in the future. Researchers from the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology built the electrochemical eye dubbed ECI to resemble the size and shape of a biological eye, but with vastly greater potential. The eye mimics the human iris and retina using a lens to focus light onto a dense arrays of light-sensitive nanowires. Information is then passed through the wires, which act like the brain's visual cortex to a computer for processing. During tests, the computer was able to recognize the letter E, I, and Y. <laughs> cool. <laughs> when job. they were projected onto the lens, the artificial eye could, in theory, be connected to an optic nerve to relay information to the human brain, the researchers said, while also improving camera-based eyes currently used in robots. Biological eyes are arguably the most important sensing organ for most of the animals on the planet, the researcher uh, researchers wrote in a paper describing the breakthrough. Quote, mimicking human eyes, artificial vision systems are just as essential in autonomous technologies such as robotics particularly for humanoid robots the vision system should resemble that of a, of a human in appearance to enable amicable human robot interaction interesting in addition to having superior device characteristics the proof of concept device currently has a low resolution as each of the 100 nanowires used in its construction only accounts for one pixel mm. okay so a little proof of concept thing but there's some things to point out here and um for those who may be new to uh, you know the robotics scene the way that robots see now you know they of course most robots have some sort of uh camera on them that helps them move around and it's hard for us to imagine um a sense of sight that is nothing like our own sense of sight uh but basically that's that's how everything runs now i mean we're able to get a camera feed from a robot but that's really just taking the signals um from uh, and translating it into a way that we can see it so uh this is a pretty interesting development especially and it says right here uh in the article the vision system should resemble that of a human in appearance to enable amicable human robot interaction so more than anything having a robot that has an eyeball that looks like a human eyeball is uh, probably most important for you know, making them a part of the family, gone. So you can't be looking into uh, camera lenses, gazing into the, the sweet, sweet camera lens of your, your robot butler while you request uh, for him to pick up the macaroni and cheese you spilled. Now you need a, a human-looking eye so you can feel guilt and love for your <laughs> new robot friend. Yeah, the yeah the personhood conversation comes to mind with... Um, uh, just the idea of do we want to mimic, you know, the, the, yeah. the human image, the human, or just animals in general as well. And there's some people. One more. Yeah, go ahead. One more step into that uncanny valley. You yeah. Know? Well, there's some there's some ethicists who suggest that we shouldn't use any kind of human form when we create robots because it will right. create that connection 
uh, the empathy and all that kind of stuff uh, based on the way things look, not so much the functioning behind it. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to make a, you know, just like they're deconstructing the human brain, might as well deconstruct the human eye and, you know, stick one in the middle of the forehead of the robot. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. I mean, when we talk about technocracy and what robots mean for us, and if there hasn't been enough TV shows to scare us off of making humanoid robots that are, you know, going to overpower us and we have to fall in love with, um, you know, this is an, an especially interesting development as far as that goes. Yep. Um, I, I think it's also a little creepy. It is definitely but, you know, creepy. What are you going to do? You know what else is um, creepy is uh, is the New World Order and Doublex Resistance <laughs> in the chat is saying, look, the UNNWO website. Well, you're in luck, buddy. Oh, you it's the New it. World Order. It's here. <laughs> this has been making the rounds here. This is UNNWO.org. That's two N's. UNNWO.org. And here's the website if you're watching on screen. If not, I'll read through here. Let's take our planet back. And it's got uh, the UN logo there. And in the About section, which was recently edited after uh, a researcher named Spiro uh, did a little report on it, the United Nations New World Order Project is a global high-level initiative founded in 2008 to advance a new economic uh, economic economic paradigm a new political order and more broadly a new world order for humankind which achieves the un's global goals for sustainable development by 2030 and the happiness well-being and freedom of all life on earth by 2050 uh new dates there 2050 we had the 2045 uh i know we got to keep pushing it out i know (laughs) no the 2030 agenda the the agenda 21 was basically for the 21st century and then we had the 2030 agenda which gave a lot more specifics and now we had and then we reported on the 2045 thing from the russian mogul uh dmitry itzkov saying that we're going to become cybernetic uh whatever uh, mind upload whatever by the year 2045 and then now 2050 actually is the, is the year everybody's going to be happy, apparently. Um, initiatives, you got the hap- happy-tellism. Like instead of capitalism, we have happy-tellism. Uh, we have the Unido Happiness, which is the United Nations I- International Day of Happiness. And the UN <laughs> Global Goals, which is the sustainable development thing there. Did you have something to say on that? No, I, I just didn't want to breeze past capitalism. We will we'll get to it too quickly. We'll get to we'll get to a little more. Um, yeah, and it says here, advancing a new economic paradigm. Why do I see it keep saying economic? Economic paradigm. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're rusty. We've been, I know uh, it's been off for a week. Haven't been in the game for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's got a couple quotes here: making an impact, making people happy, smiling kids, the whole deal. And if you go into the about section here, which disappeared, there it is. The about section. Oh no. Oh no, 10 billion. Oh, where'd it go? Uh, I guess the names of the people disappeared here. Um, well, anyway, the, the, the people behind this, uh, is, is a guy and I did a, made a tweet on this is a guy named Jamie Illion. And, um, so based on some research that people have done, and I did a little bit of digging myself because it looks fake. This website looks like it's not real. Like, are you kidding me? A UN new world order website? You gotta be joking. I wouldn't say it looks fake. It's very well put together, but it's too on the nose. Right. I mean, to use the word new world order as part of the agenda is, is just, it's, 
on one hand, it's trolling maybe, but on the other hand, it's great to get people talking about it because yeah, you know, it's that's a what great I thought. marketing I thought maybe ploy. One of our listeners put it together or something to screw with us. Yeah. But. Well, uh, a couple of the people behind it, Jamie Ilian, uh, his name is listed on the official website of the United Nations. Um, and uh, the other guy, I, I believe, was somebody who, uh, or it was the grandson, I think, of Nelson Mandela. So these people are involved in the United Nations very much so. So although this website may not be officially, uh, you know, officially have the stamp of approval from the United Nations directly, these members or the people that started it certainly do. And um, I do have a link uh, to a video that I will put in the description section as well. Fact checks. Uh, check is the United Nations New World Order webs- website real. And uh, again, it's done by uh, a guy named Spiro. Uh, he's, he did a mm-hmm. very good job uh, putting it together. He's an independent researcher and content creator for activists, uh, activistpost.com. And uh, again, you did a great job. So we'll leave links there because a lot of the research is already done. Uh, you know, Spiro did a good job with it. I did a little bit of vetting of his research. Obviously, you got, you got to do a little bit yourself. Uh, so I went in there and looked at the uh, the PDF document uh, right off the UN.org website. And sure enough, if you scroll down, you can find uh, Jamie Ilian, I believe is the way you pronounce his name. Uh, Economist for Peace and Security right there on the list. So there you go. This is a legit project, if you will. That, Not uh, officially from the UN, but uh, officially from UN people. Yeah, exactly. And, and these are people. Yeah. And these are folks that are, are highly involved with the UN. So obviously, I don't think the UN would be too happy unless uh, they wouldn't allow somebody to just run off and use their logo and, and all that to you know, put a website together. Although people have pointed out how it's, uh, so if somebody pointed out how it's like a GoDaddy website, <laughs> so it's not really too high tech. Um, right. but in any case, there you go. Uh, a little bit of new world order stuff, which we have a lot of new world order news today for some reason. Yeah. Of- I was going to say, let's just keep that NWO stuff going. Yeah. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. Now, Gons, we were uh, some of the, if not the first, at least some of the most enthusiastic uh, people uh, reporting on Libra, which Mm -hmm. was Facebook's attempt at doing a cryptocurrency. I want to do a quick shout out to Kayla over on YouTube. Thanks for that super chat. Kayla, thank Um, you. There's a little dancing fox or something. And again, uh, for the our our chat compiler, just so everybody knows, uh, when a super chat comes in with a GIF. It just describes the gift to us. We can't see it. So it says, Kayla, thank you. Uh, two CAD, C-A-D. What is that? Canadian dollar? Yes. Uh, Shiba dog raises and lowers oh, his dog. index finger to get noticed. I thought it was a fox, <laughs> but I guess I can't tell with no. the cartoony look. Shiba dog. Um, okay, back to the NWO. This is, uh, I'm reading from Forbes here. We're talking about Libra. This says uh, the... Headline is Facebook changes Calibra to Novi, new digital wallet works on WhatsApp and Messenger. Mm. Okay, so Calibra being the sort of subsidiary that uh, Facebook created to um, build Libra, their, their cryptocurrency they're famously trying to put out last year, uh, which completely collapsed. And, you know, they're not quite ready to For let the time Mark being. Zuckerberg. It's still going to happen over. 
I, I mean the central banks. They're not quite ready to hand oh, okay. over all of their power to Mark Zuckerberg. Sure. <laughs> so here we go. Facebook changes Calibra to Novi. New digital wallet works on WhatsApp and Messenger. Mm, excuse me. I got the I got the burps again, man. Facebook just announced today a rebranding of Calibra Digital Wallet to Novi that offers a new vision to make sending money around the world as easy as sending messages. Novi Financial will provide a new digital wallet where users will be able to access the wallet to send money on Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, as well as in a standalone application. David Marcus, who originally was the head of Calibra and the Libra Association, will uh, serve as head of Novi. He discussed his vision for access to the unbanked and instant transfers of money across the globe. Marcus is also on the board of the Libra Association, a separate entity from Facebook that is headquartered in Switzerland as a nonprofit. As Calibra was designed to support a digital wallet for Libra, Marcus states, quote, the first product Novi Financial will introduce is the Novi digital wallet designed for Libra, a new payment system which is built on innovative blockchain technology. Blockchain. The full name of the new subsidiary is Novi Financial, which is described as operating independently of Facebook with headquarters in Menlo Park, California. According to the blog post, Novi comes from the Latin words novus, new, and via, way. Whoa. Mm-hmm. N- new way. New way. Uh, the v- <laughs> new is way, so spooky. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, these guys... <sighs> The vision presented by Novi is a compelling one that captures the dream of many in the cryptocurrency and blockchain industry in supporting the unbanked. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know many people in the cryptocurrency world too stoked about anything Facebook is doing, let no, alone no- Novi. <laughs> Nobody wants you to do this, Facebook. <laughs> Quote, there will be no hidden charges to add, send, receive, or withdraw money, and your transfers will arrive instantly, states Marcus on the new digital you, you wallet. Know why? You know why? like Bitcoin? <laughs> well, no, there's a little bit of a fee. But you know why? It's because there's not going to be any fees because they're going to know that all the data of like they're what you're selling ch- the data. They're selling exactly. the data. They're like, hey, we're, we're not going to charge you anything. No fees, but we'll know exactly what you're buying, where you're spending your money. You know, what things you like. Yes. It's all part of the Facebook data farming business plan. You know, if there's no fees, if something is free, that means you are the product. So keep that in mind, everybody. Um, Yeah. Well, and thank you for yeah jumping right into that. There you go. So they're boasting that there will be no. And I like how they call them hidden charges. It's kind of like (laughs) as if that's a. Yeah. Anyway, so no hidden charges, just the charges that you, you know, can see uh, to add, send and receive or withdraw money. So there you go. Yeah, it's a data farming operation and not just data farming on like, you know, your political uh, uh, leanings or your sexuality or your, you know, all the info that they already get and sell when you use Facebook Messenger, but now it's every dollar you spend and send, uh, you know, and because it's cryptocurrency, um, you know, every it's complete record of what you do with your money. 
Now, you might already say, well, I already used my credit card, so it's like already tracked and stuff. Yeah, and that is true, but, you know, cash is king, baby. Mm. Uh, I'll continue in the article here. The new, uh, the new way may be inspired. I can't believe they called it that. The new way may be inspired as much as, what? The new way may be inspired as much as by the regulatory pressures faced early on as by the desire to recreate what the world considers money. Both Marcus and CEO Mark Zuckerberg faced enormous headwinds from U.S. and international regulators alike when Libra was first announced last year. Both endured congregation, congressional hearings last year on Facebook's Libra, as well as negative feedback from both the Secretary of the Treasury and the President of the United States on Libra. Since these hearings, Libra has repositioned its approach away from creating a global currency that many in Congress fear may threaten the U.S. dollar. However, Zuckerberg may have the last laugh as the positioning of Novi Financial is such that instead of a global stable coin, Facebook may become the largest global retail bank with its digital wallet integrated among its uh extremely large user base. Brian Brooks, a former general counsel at Coinbase and now the chief operating officer of the office of the comptroller of the currency, crazy, recently described how he envisions a special purpose national bank charter for payments uh, companies such as Stripe and PayPal. Brooks is soon to become the acting comptroller and his new position may allow him to move his payments charter concept forward. That's the interesting thing. Just to remind everybody, Brian Brooks, he uh, worked at Coinbase and Coinbase just for those who don't know, was is uh, the most accessible and most popular way to buy cryptocurrency uh, as well as store it and as well as send it. And now this, I mean, really deeply embedded cryptocurrency guy is one of the most influential, you know, government actors uh, in the financial world. And I mean, there, there's a lot of people poo-pooing the fact that cryptocurrency, you know, is on a trajectory to become normalized and even sanctioned by governments. And uh, this guy is going to be pretty, I mean, he's at least the forerunner in making that all a reality. Yeah, he was a top um, lawyer at Coinbase, too. He, he wasn't oh, yeah. just some guy. He was like the, the main lawyer. No, he's, he's general counsel. Yeah, he's yeah. the dude. And he, he uh, actually helped build the U.S., I think it's called the USDC, the mm-hmm. United States Digital Coin, which is a, a stable coin, a one, pegged one-to-one to the dollar, built on the Ethereum blockchain. So yeah, there you go. Just to finish out this article, Facebook has pivoted in a way that is quite brilliant and calculated. If it receives a charter from the OCC, it's regulation by examiners who similarly examined Bank of America or Wells Fargo, yeah, great job on those ones, could provide a great deal of leverage and power on the world stage in banking to Novi Financial. As Libra has moved away from a basket of cryptocurrencies, countries such as the U.S. may also feel less threatened if the stablecoin is backed 100% by the U.S. dollar. This reduces the fear in Congress that the Federal Reserve uh, that its form of digital currency could replace the U.S. dollar. 
for Novi Financial, this could be quite a revenue-producing subsidiary for Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg, as well as providing transformation around the world and how we deal with money on digital terms. If Zuckerberg could be considered the president of big tech, Marcus may have just become the secretary of the stablecoin as head of Novi Financial. So there you go. I mean, where, I, I think the point, the biggest point that they make in this article is the uh, the positioning that Novi is in. And I think that's the biggest deal. I mean, they somehow, out of all the thousands of cryptocurrencies trying to become, uh, you know, accepted by uh, large user bases, Novi Financial as a financial institution uh, is really positioning itself to, I mean, this is it. If it's going to happen soon, that's where it's going to come from. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's been a lot of talk about the mark of the beast and everything else, but uh, with the vaccines, and certainly that's a concern, and we're going to keep track of that as well. But uh, and we, you know, we've talked about Bitcoin and things on the channel and and everything else, and trying to educate on the difference between decentralization and centralization. There's a lot of opinions out there, but this is why I think it's important to at least know what's going on with the 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 stuff that's not Facebook and Libra and. You know, the kind of digital currencies that are just more out in the open for anyone to use rather than bowing down to another social media company, <laughs> a big tech, right. co- tech company. And I, I heard somebody saying that uh, Wall Street and Silicon Valley are merging, basically, at, at this oh, point. Oh, totally. Well, you know, yeah, and, and that's that's I mean, it's a point that uh, that's been made many times before that the last great frontier of Silicon Valley is banking. Right. You know, they all want to become your bank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of our new followers, I, we haven't given them a shout out yet, but I'll do it now. Melchizedek's mustache. Nice. Um, new Twitch like user. Thank you. I, I saw I saw them follow us. Oh, I don't know. Must have been. Uh, day after last show or something and I've been so excited to give them a shout out but in the chat they mentioned Novi backwards is Yvonne the Norse word for mustache oh yeah did not know that's that. what he says I have not uh, checked this but that's what he says that is a zinger I'll take his word for it um, so there you go does that mean Mark Zuckerberg is going to grow a mustache uh, yep that's what that means <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> okay, we got more New World uh, Order stuff. He needs to do something to spice it up, man. He I know. Can't he can't just to... look like an android forever. <laughs> uh, did you see? Did somebody put together a side by side of Mark Zuckerberg? He he posted a picture of himself getting a haircut at his house, and uh, they put it side by side with a picture of Data from Star yeah. Trek. And I, I I don't know if he was getting a haircut, but it kind of looked you know the same thing. Well, our, yeah, it, it had yeah. similar attributes. You know, longtime listeners of the show would know that we had a ISO of data saying, I am not capable of hatred. And I can't, I can't mm-hmm. find it at the moment, but that's what we used for Mark Zuckerberg, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he is an android. He, He's he is an android. of hatred. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, more New World Order. Oh, it's a New World Order. It's here. My gosh, the Guardian has put a giant thing about my privacy, so I cannot read the, the article. This was, uh, <laughs> we know about the SpaceX launch that failed today. We'll get to that in a moment, but this article came out a few days before that. 
theguardian.com, the big show, U.S. poised to return to human spaceflight with historic launch. Elon Musk's SpaceX in partnership with NASA, never a straight answer, to launch Falcon 9 rocket from Florida carrying two American astronauts. And, um, you know, because we're somewhat limited on time, I'm not going to go through the whole article, especially because we got to get to the, the article, the part of the article or another article talking about SpaceX uh, not doing their launch today because of the weather. Um, but just a real quick summary here. I'll read a couple paragraphs. In a historic moment, a decade in the making, the skies above Florida will light up on Wednesday when the launch of a rocket born from a groundbreaking public-private partnership returns the United States to the business of human spaceflight. And uh, if you're familiar with Joan Vion, the late Joan Vion, she was a believer. She uh, did some very good reporting before she passed away on why public-private partnerships are the backbone of the New World Order and, the, and globalism and all that kind of stuff. So, Oh, interesting. Dig up some of that stuff from, uh, from YouTube if, uh, if you're interested, if you've got something uh, that you need to look up or you want to look up. Not since the retirement of NASA's space shuttle fleet in 2011 has the U.S. possessed the capability to send its own astronauts into orbit. And the success of this week's mission, formerly known as SpaceX Demo 2, is likely to shape the direction of the space agency's near-Earth ambitions for a generation. And at 4.33 p.m., 33, a Dragon crew capsule attached to the Falcon 9 rocket is set to take flight. Of course, yada, yada, yada. It didn't work out. But this is the paragraph that I wanted to highlight here. In a symbolic nod to the New World Order. The astronauts Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley will ride to the launch pad in an electric car manufactured by Tesla, another of oh, Musk's no. pioneering companies, <laughs> uh, foregoing the tin can Astrovan that has been the traditional crew transport since the U.S. began sending humans into space in 1961. What is up with the New World Order? Why, why do they know. just keep saying it? It's just like uh, we know it's been out in the open for a long time, but for some reason they're just really you know, putting in everyone's faces now. And why is driving a Tesla part of the new world order now? <laughs> I mean, I know it's all green and Tesla-y and of course Elon is, is the, uh, the descendants of, you know, a long line of, uh, <laughs> of occultists, occultists. <laughs> yeah. Um, his mother's name is light, right. et cetera, et cetera. But come on, it's a great car. Is it? I have no idea. Do you idea. have one? <laughs> I have no I've idea. I've been in one. No, I would I would take one though if one wanted to donate one to the show. Uh my favorite model is the X with the gull wing doors. Did, did he has he Oh, he's still working on getting those uh that truck out, right? That I can't remember oh, what it's yeah. called. The the Cybertruck, man. Cybertruck, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the looks, DeLorean the ridiculous two. looking <laughs> the giant oh my gosh. DeLorean yeah, on steroids. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's that's the the main line there I wanted to point out is a symbolic nod to the New World Order. Okay. So crazy. Okay, the Guardian. <laughs> yeah, what in the world? All right. A symbolic nod to the New World Order. They took a Tesla to the spaceship. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just such okay. a weird weird thing. Okay. So we got we got even more New World Order space stuff, right? I don't know. Do we? Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. Oh, do we? The new yeah. World Order here. Space, 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 space. Want to go to space? Want to go to space? Is this me? You want me to take this one? Sure. 
Wired.com. Oh, Trump's wait, new wait, space. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. we skipped. We skipped it. It's the SpaceX. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, this. I, oh, I thought that's the one you just said. But oh. I'll do it again. Yeah, just to keep everybody posted, it was uh, canceled. So this yeah. this ar- this article is a little bit less exciting. But I guess um, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Basically, well, you- they're trying to they're trying to launch their uh, their first manned. Uh, spaceship into space with a partner and when I say they I'm talking about SpaceX Tesla and SpaceX uh, they're partnered with NASA they were set to launch today but uh, there was some rain some tropical storms yeah uh, um, uh, there is one Elon, more thing yeah go ahead hmm? go Elon ahead. was saying how uh, he was so nervous I read an article he was really really nervous about it he has feelings so he yeah, well, he's apparently able to uh, emulate feelings of other human beings. Um, but yeah, he was like, oh, I'm so nervous. If, it, if anything goes wrong, it's on me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's true. If, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. That, that, that must be a little bit of pressure, of course. But, you know, just uh, if anything I happens mean, to the astronauts, pretty much just his neuralace them or neuralink them or whatever. <laughs> you know, he's got a backup plan. I mean, the... the it's a big, it's a big day. You know, they've been creating basically from scratch a space travel agency, and uh, you know, broken all sorts of records and expanded what we thought we could possibly do by having you know boosters land safely uh, back on a target and all this kind of stuff. This was going to be the first time that they actually put people up there, um, but uh, yeah, didn't happen. So didn't happen. if it happens again, we'll let you guys know. And there was a, I was watching some of the live stream and uh, I, I did find this interesting. This is Mike Finke on NBC News. And, and just, uh, you know, those of you guys who are familiar with the Skull and Bones uh, organization, this might be a little nod to the future plans for the relaunch of this, uh, the, the whole dragon situation here. Disappointed. Mm-hmm. I know their families are a little disappointed, but everybody knows it's for the right thing. And uh, so they're going to wait uh, till um, a few things happen so they can safely exit the spacecraft and uh, they're going to go back into quarantine. They'll stay in quarantine and uh, looking for a launch on Saturday around 3.22 p.m. And uh, it's, sometimes it's uh, best just to uh, live to fight another day. There it is. Yep, there 3.22 you go. p.m. Why 3.22? Why 4.33 for the regular launch plan? And the backup plan is 322. Because you need the, the dark spirits to, to help you and, get and through the, the nod firmament. to the New World Order. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's over the top with all the symbolism here. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, I don't know. I have no words. It's just like, <laughs> if you're not getting it by now, it's, come on. Come I on, know. folks. It's in plain sight. And uh, speaking of in plain sight over there on Twitch, Jeff Bezos, RFID chips in stock. Uh, <laughs> he says, hello, my slaves buy vaccines in stock. Come on, Jeff Bezos. This isn't your, this isn't your <laughs> selling platform. You got to give us money. We need to, <laughs> we need to get a, an affiliate program with Jeff Bezos, RFID chips in stock. If he wants <laughs> to try to sell his. His wares. You want to advertise with us? Give us some of that sweet Amazon money. That that four hundred billion that you gained during the the lockdown, or (laughs) whatever. Right? Didn't they get richer or something? Yeah. Anyway, I don't think we have that 
article in here, but yeah. Th- anyways, yeah. Uh, there's just too much. There's going too on. much going on. Yeah, but there's one All more right, space. Hit us thing. with this. Uh, hit us with this last space thing, and then we'll uh, thank some people. Wired.com, and there's more things trying to get me to accept privacy. Trump's new space force missile might be too super duper. That's the actual headline from Wired. <laughs> uh, it looks like I can't read the article because I am not a member of Wired.com. Haha, I win. I shall read it. Okay. <laughs> Trump's ahead. new Space Force missile might be too super duper. Did you hear that clip of him talking about his super duper missile? I, I didn't. I did. Oh I my gosh, mistake. we have got to clip the super duper missile quote. <laughs> okay. All right. Last week, the White House unveiled the flag for the new branch of the U.S. military, the Space Force. But wait, there's more. The president also said the U.S. is developing a new, quote, super duper missile that will be 17 times faster than the ones we have today. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know everything there is to know about rockets and missiles, but I do know basic physics. And I'll be honest, this seems crazy. For comparison, among current missiles, the UGM-133 Trident II may be the speediest. It's a submarine-based missile that hits about 8.06 kilometers per second. Uh... Yes, that's already insanely fast. That's 18,000 miles per hour. Um, So what if you raise that by a factor of 17? That means a super duper missile will have a velocity of 132 kilometers per second. That's about 400 times the speed of sound. Mach 400. It could travel across the country coast to coast in 30 seconds. Is that even possible? Let's do an estimation to see what it would take. Reality check. No details were offered, but I assume we're talking about a ballistic missile here. Unlike a cruise missile, which is propelled by a jet engine over its entire flight, a ballistic missile uses a rocket engine to reach much higher speeds. But the rocket only burns for a few minutes. After the initial boost phase, it's basically an unpowered projectile, like a bullet, moving in an arc, uh, arc-like trajectory under the influence of gravity. Also, we can safely assume it travels at an altitude where there is very little air. I just don't think anything can go 137 kilometers per second in the atmosphere. The air drag forces would be too great. If you look up, uh, if you look at the missiles that clearly only travel in the atmosphere, the MIM-104 Patriot is the fastest with a speed of Mach 5. So if we want a super duper fast missile, it's going to have to be in space. Ooh. Actually, we really only need two things to model this new fast missile. The first is a better name. I'm not going to keep calling it the Super Duper Missile. That's silly. See, I disagree with the author on this point here. I think (laughs) Super Duper Missile is the only thing that makes sense in today's world. Um, Moving on. Instead, inspired by the Trident 2, I'm going to call it the Zoom Spear 1. Oh, gosh. Oh, what a That's so much better. (laughs) <laughs> zoom spear <laughs> sorry i don't i think that's so funny second we need a mass this is tougher than the name because most of the mass of a missile is in the fuel if you want a missile to go faster you need more fuel which will increase the mass on most rockets the payload is just two to five percent of the total mass of the vehicle that's called the payload fraction we're, le- we're learning some math here today guns mm. Let's say the Trident 2 has a mass of 59,000 kilograms with a payload fraction of 5%. That 
puts the payload at about 3,000 kilograms. Uh, that might be high, but just stick with me. I don't know. Do we want to go through this whole guy's, this guy's no, whole we math don't, we thing? Don't have to. I don't think so either. But yeah. there you go. Long story short, we got a super duper missile and we got the Space Force uh, logo that came out. Yeah, and yeah. it looks kind of familiar, Gonzo. Yeah, pretty Star Trek-y. It looks almost exactly like the Star <laughs> Trek logo. Yeah, could have done a little bit more, you know, a little more creative you know with that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is perfect. How silly would it be for them to try to make up a new Space Force logo when, uh, you know, Gene Roddenberry, also infamous occultist, yep. uh, had the perfect idea for it, you know, back in the 60s or whenever he made the first star trek and for those who don't know uh he was one of the people that uh was with um yuri geller with the council mm -hmm. of nine channeling the the ennead the nine gods of egypt yep. they were allegedly communicating with them but one of the things i wanted to point yeah. out just so when i say infamous occultist i don't mean like i don't know he covered one eye once right right or, in a photo you know, or something yeah no he was channeling this, spirits this like sign, gods of egypt <laughs> full-on trying to channel the gods of egypt yeah um i do want to point this scripture out just because i i always love pointing this out this was pointed out to me by the late chuck missler who i know a lot of people love, love you know studying from uh jeremiah 50 when it talks about the prophecies against babylon um, there's a passage there about uh, verse nine for behold, I stir up and bring against Babylon and Babylon an assembly of great nations from the land of the north. They will line up against her from the north. She will be captured. Their arrows will strike or no, their arrows will be like skilled warriors who do not return empty handed. And I always love bringing this up because Chuck Missler uh, pointed out how, you know, in back in the day, arrows were very, you know, they missed a lot. But they're talking about arrows that are like skilled warriors. They don't return empty-handed. They never miss. They always hit their targets. And he, he connected it or likened it to the modern rocketry um, mm -hmm. or perhaps a super-duper. Super-duper-duper. Super-duper super missile. Missile, yeah. So there you or go. Or Zoom Spear 1. <laughs> Zoom Spear 1. Good job, guy. Um, while we're on the topic of Star Trek... <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've been watching, you know, it's part of my job to keep up with, uh, you know, all the streamable content out there. Mm -hmm. I do this for you. I've been watching, uh, star. What is it? Picard. Mm. Is that uh, a, I've been watching Picard. Is that a documentary uh, or something? No, no. It's the new star Trek, uh, series reboot. It's called thing. Picard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Picard in his old age, sort oh, okay. of going on new adventures. That's and fun. there's so much to say about this, but long story short, the entire series is revolves around uh, what they call uh, synthetic life, which we would call, you know, AI or something like that. Um, it's all revolves around synthetic life and the bad guys think synthetic life is bad and is going to bring on the apocalypse. Oh, and the good guys, Picard thinks that synthetic life forms are just as good as humans and deserve, and are better than humans and have a right to live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. So they're just straight up. Making it is it 
straight up making Basil us the bad guys. We're the bad. Yes. Guys. We're the villains of Picard. Basically, <laughs> if you don't like saying. Flippy, you don't like Picard. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy handed. Um, and I see some people talking about it in the chat. Oh, that's cool. Personally, you know, the some of the acting's a little falls a little flat and you know it's much like the old star treks in that it's pretty corny um but you know it's a they did a good job with it um but yeah i'm constantly offended by jean-luc picard and his love for synthetic life okay i would be a apparently i would be a romulan cons oh you're yeah, yeah. Those, those horrible romulans always trying to bring about the apocalypse that's right. And with that, cons, let's take a quick <laughs> a quick break and give some shout outs. What do you think? Sounds good. Give me some names. Okay. Get your uh, get your trigger finger ready on that ding button. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to speed through these because uh, we've got a bunch of new followers and I want to make sure everybody gets uh, their shout outs. If you're actually watching uh, in the chat, uh, say you're here and it's your first time uh, or second time or whatever. Throw it in there and I'll try to get, I want to give shout outs to the people who actually made it here um, for the first time. We got uh, in the chat, Giribaldi chatbot. Ooh, chatbots are cool. Yeah. I see. Uh, oh, interesting. Eyes. Oh, eyes to see. Thanks, eyes to see. This one's good. RIP Epstein, a.k.a. Lil. <laughs> okay. RIP Epstein, a.k.a. Lil Mossad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> nice. Hello, Frodo. Hello, Frodo. Hello, Frodo. Sigra the Beast. Sigra the, the Beast. beast. Okay. Ali Girl. What's up, Ali Girl? Ali Girl. Hopefully it's a girl. Which, by the way, yeah. I do have something to bring up when you're done with, uh, with the names here. Uh, it's a oh, Twitch-related topic. always. Yeah, Okay, good. Dreercher123. Dreercher. Birdhouse Soul. Birdhouse Soul. Birdhouse Soul. Sabbath Keeper. Nice. Let's keep her. Larson Victoria. Hey, Larson Victoria. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, big, big balls. AD. <laughs> 8D. I love oh, that you, they're forcing you to say stuff you do not want to say. I was it's trying hilarious. to figure out a way that I could mispronounce that, but my mind wasn't moving quick enough, so I apologize. Well, there's the ACDC uh, song about, you know, the, the ball, the big ball, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I like I big balls. About. You like It's talking oh, about the, the, okay. the, the big dance. What Next, what are you we thinking? had uh, Dark Chocolate. Thanks, Dark Chocolate, for following. Wooden Nickel. Wooden Nickel. Uh, Vitro Vein. X sounds. X sounds. The people hunter. <laughs> the people hunter. <laughs> Tonzi. You know what part of this is? Is we're actually starting to draw uh, regular Twitch people who just find our show now. Um, so, but I will say there's uh, there's some more people to give a call out. We'll give some more call outs later in the show. And uh, Melchizedek's mustache, of course. Hi, you're here. I appreciate you. Um, but uh, you know what I love about the Twitch cons is people are coming in, they're creating accounts, and they're making um, uh, usernames mm-hmm. that are sort of specific to the show. Of course, we've got Jeff Bezos, RFID chips in stock. We've got Elon. Mu- we've got the real Elon Musk. We've got Elon Musk, the hologram, uh, or Elon Musk's hologram. 
Uh, who we else? Bill do we Gates. Have? Yeah, Bill Gates is there. We got Susan Wojcicki. Susan Wojcicki. Yeah. Yeah. All 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 of our favorites. The the four. Zuckerberg has not joined yet, but I'm sure he'll make it soon. And they've started. <laughs> they've done this for a while, and we haven't mentioned it, but they'll. There's like a whole layer of role playing that happens in the Twitch yeah, chat. Yeah, that that is yeah. We haven't brought <laughs> which, it up. You're right. But yes, the people that take on the people <laughs> that uh, come up with these names in Twitch certainly um are in there. Uh it's kinda like it's kinda like being at Disneyland, you know, and then the characters are walking around and <laughs> yeah, they walk right. up to you, you and you can't tell if they're Acting you got to keep the magic alive. They're really Jeff Bezos, RFID chips in stock is always trying to sell <laughs> RFID <laughs> chips, sell vaccines, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Flippy official, of course. Flippy's in there. Uh, nice. Our our resident uh, disembodied arm. arm. Yeah. Anyways, it's a fun. It's a really fun gang in there. So if you're listening to the show and you have not yet followed us on Twitch, uh, I just want to remind you that following us on Twitch actually helps us helps us out. Uh, a ton we are so close to hitting our goals to uh unlock some really fun tools and and uh, experiences that we can do do through twitch for example we can set it up so that listeners can actually play uh, uh jingles on the show which is super fun something i'm looking forward uh to working in there but we have to get our average viewership up and i see today that our twitch users are being being very active in trying to evangelize the YouTube viewers <laughs> to come join the Twitch channel. Um, and I support them in that because it's a great, I think it's more fun to watch the show over on Twitch. Um, and uh, soon it's going to be even more fun. And we've only got a, a couple more shows until hopefully we hit that uh, partner status and that'll uh, be very fun. So keep doing that. Um so Anything here's you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's got? here's my concern. Okay, so there's an I'm article. Check that came our out. rankings. I'm yeah, yeah, check yeah. our rankings on Twitch while we're talking. I uh, I made a little video about it on the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. RT.com. The headline here is "Oh dear, Twitch proves itself a joke after giving trans yeah. species me, female a spot on its safety advisory council." And let just me for stop everyone, you right there. Okay, yeah. I had tons of people sending this to me. Yeah. Uh, yes. So Twitch had sort of a, a user-based council of people who wanted to, uh, you know, just to kind of speak into what, you know, policy and things like that. They don't actually work for Twitch or anything like that. They don't have any real power. They're just people that Twitch would talk to into how to make their platform better. And yes, there was a transgender, trans species streamer uh who identifies as a d as a deer yeah um and which you know what whatever there's a lot of ways to live apparently um but uh they kind of went the power went to their head really quickly and made a whole bunch of comments about how they're the most powerful person in the world and how uh you know of course racists and non-liberals and things like I, that should I, all be aware i think she's she, coming for them i'm gonna say she even though i think it's a, well it's a, anyway uh said that most most gamers are white supremacists is that yes. i don't even know how they came up with that is that in like the it's it's delusional is <laughs> how they came up with that okay <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's just I'm not glad, true. I'm glad you're going straight and to the, the reality yeah, of the situation. Yeah, they went nuts. Here. So anyways, long story short, they have been uh, reprimanded by Twitch, and I believe that they are off the... If they are not off it, they have been severely reprimanded and uh, issued a formal apology. So don't worry, everybody. The dear lady won't get us, I don't think. <laughs> um, you know, the most common comment I got was, uh, is it deer hunting season yet? Oh, no. Yeah. You can't make threats like that. But I will say I'm happy to say uh, we are number six on the Twitch talk shows and podcast list right now. All right. Good stuff. So there we go. We're getting up there. Let's get some more people over at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. That's twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Make a fun name. You know, when you make your account, make sure to uh, pick a name that, uh, you know, play, you got to pick a character from the show. You know, that's that's what the real fans do. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is still available. Um, yeah. There's there's all sorts of characters still available. Available. And uh, we're number six right now. So let's try to get that up. Hey, some YouTube people, head on over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Let's see if we can move up the uh, the rankings. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's all we have. Do you, we'll do uh, supporters later in the show, guys. Yep, we'll do that. And uh, moving on here, uh, this is a quick story that I wanted uh, I wanted you to do, Basil. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's regarding blah, 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 blockchain. And, and blockchain. again, why, why it's important to educate yourself on these issues oh yeah okay yeah this is great i heard about this this is from foxbusiness.com and the article is titled teen dubbed baby a- <laughs> baby al capone i know i kept reading it ai too but AI, it's al, al capone yeah uh, baby al capone stole 23.8 million dollars from cryptocurrency bigwig colon lawsuit <laughs> subtitle lawsuit <laughs> It's a lot of reads. money. I know. Fit, what, how old is he? 15 or 15 something? 15 when go. he started, yeah. A teenager at the center of a multi-million dollar cryptocurrency scheme kept his alleged criminal habits under wraps to classmates and even family as they assumed he was just a gamer who hit the jack- jackpot with Bitcoin, according to court papers and a New York Post report. Oh, man. That's the dream. I wish I was just a gamer who hit the jackpot with Bitcoin. (laughs) Ellis Pinsky was 15 when he allegedly began his scheme, through which he has stolen more than $100 million in cryptocurrency as the ringleader of what a federal lawsuit calls a sophisticated cybercrime spree, court papers show. But the teen's habits and mysterious wealth apparently never raised alarm bells at his high school or even at home in Westchester County. Quote, his best friend, thought he was making money through trading bitcoin and stock an insider told the post under the condition of anonymity later adding quote i think he told his parents that he made bitcoin online through video games and got lucky but pinsky could only stay out of the spotlight for so long cryptocurrency bigwig michael turpin sued pinsky now 18 and several other unidentified people on may 7th alleging the teenager built $23,808,125 from him and stole tens of millions from others who are not named in the complaint, Court's paper, court papers show. Quote, 
On the surface, Binsky is an all-American boy, the son of privilege. He is active in extracurricular activities and lives a suburban life with a doting mother who is a prominent doctor, the lawsuit states. Despite their wholesome appearances, Binsky and his other cohorts are in fact evil computer geniuses <laughs> with sociopathic wow. traits who heartlessly ruin their innocent victims' lives and gleefully boast of their multi-million dollar heists. Wow. Uh, you can send me an email at basil.rosewater at gmail.com for any uh, voice work you're looking for. Turpin is seeking treble damages, three times the amount of the actual money lost, or more than $71 million, in addition to attorney fees and related costs. Quote, these are crypto gangsters, Turpin told the outlet adding that his nip- nickname for Pinsky is Baby Al Capone. Pinsky's attorney, uh, Noam, Noam Bial, Biale, emphasized to the Post that he was just a kid at the time, quote, It is deeply unfortunate that Mr. Turpin has chosen to bring a lawsuit full of smears and baseless allegations for no imaginable purpose other than spite. Well, <laughs> I mean, $23 million. That's a lot of money to just, uh, yeah. Maybe Spite's in there too, but yeah. also 23 mil. Uh, Bial did not immediately respond to Fox Business's request seeking comment. Pinsky and his accomplices, the lawsuit alleges, hacked into victims' computers and their cryptocurrency accounts and stole the holdings, which they then laundered. In some cases, they would also allegedly steal personal information to get access to the accounts. Quote, look at Ellis's life, and there is no reason for him to do what he did, the insider told the Post. Quote, he's a standout kid with a dark side. Ooh, bad boy. The lawsuit describes how Pinsky's text messages paint a picture of a wannabe master of the universe who thought himself invincible and boasted about his wealth. Quote, I'm well, uh, I'm well off. I'm good. I don't need extra money. I'm set for life, he allegedly wrote to one person. Okay. Okay. Wow. Good research. Breaking reporting. Good research, Fox Business. <laughs> he allegedly spent millions on pricey watches and nights out at New York City clubs and was, quote, con- constantly reaching out for the support of equally callous offenders who think nothing of stealing millions from their victims to live a life of conspicuous consumption, the lawsuit states. The foundation uh, in Pinsky's scheme began to crack after an accomplice, Nicola Tr- Nicholas Truglia, was busted following a separate cryptocurrency theft from 2018, according to the suit. Truglia, whom Turpin sued separately, ultimately identified Pinsky and a number of people, quote, as his confederates in cryptocurrency thefts. Ooh, he snitched. Mm. We got a snitch. Crypto snitch. Crypto snitch. Crypto snitch and crypto gangsters. Yeah, Truglia, court papers allege, quote, described Pinsky's integral role in the theft of Turpin's funds, quote, along with other highly incriminating evidence, Truglia's detailed account of Pinsky's penetration of plaintiff's accounts and how he unlocked the unique secret to the passcodes for his crypto wallets conclusively demonstrates that Pinsky was one of the hackers. Court papers further show no law enforcement charges have been filed against Pinsky. Run! Run, baby Al Capone! Get out of here! <laughs> Get out of New York! Yeah, so uh, one of the things, couple reasons why you should educate yourself on some of the crypto stuff. One, mm-hmm. so you don't get scammed out because 
it doesn't really say or specify how he was able to do it, but I'm sure it was some kind of phishing or some some way to get people to give up their private keys, which I'm guilty of. I had to learn the hard way um, mm-hmm. and lost a little bit of crypto a, a couple years ago, three years ago now. It's been a long time. Have the you other, ever talked about that? I think, yeah, yeah. I've, I've made okay. it public. Um, the mm-hmm. other thing is if you have kids, especially if they're teenagers, and they they start acting like everything's good, everything's, yeah, I just hit the jackpot with some Bitcoin, might want to check out what they're up to. You know, might might want to, but they they may also have hit. <laughs> well, there's no jackpots to be made on Bitcoin at not this exactly exact Bitcoin, moment. But if you, yeah, and that's the thing is that if you whoever controls the keys to your wallet basically controls the money. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, as a parent, I, I want to know too. I, I'm guessing it's some kind of phishing. That's the only way I can really. Because otherwise, how would you, you know, it was, it was talking yeah, about I how know. I said he had some method for accessing getting, passwords and stuff, right? Yeah. And personal information. So I maybe unlocked maybe he, the unique secret to the passcodes. Yeah. See, I, that, that, that's, that sounds like Fox business, not knowing how cryptocurrencies work. <laughs> Doesn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that I, now that I read it out loud again. <laughs> yeah, plaintiff's accounts and how he unlocked the unique secret to the passcodes no, for he his probably, crypto wallet. He probably had some phishing <laughs> what, scam. What or... do you mean the unique secret to the passcodes? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, what does that actually say? I don't know. Nothing. It doesn't, doesn't say. say that's what I'm saying. I don't think the the author here knows exactly how crypto works either, and that's why the methodology of what, how this happened isn't really quite clearly described. And that's why yeah. if you have kids. Especially if they're teenagers, you know, and if they're messing around with crypto or whatever, you might want to at least educate so you can, you can say, "Hey, show me the wallets, show me the keys." Yeah, you should have your kids' keys, anyways. That's true. I mean, they, your kids, basic. I mean, look, sorry, kids, I'm sorry, but I am an adult now, and I have to be responsible. Just be honest about the crypto with your parents. You have a secret bank account right now and there's like yeah if you have there's any amount there's no accountability it's dangerous just be cool just let let your parents know about your crypto wallets yeah and uh get a celsius download the celsius network app and then you gotta get kyc (laughs) so there you go and catch people um okay but i just want to give a heads up guns uh we at most we probably only have about a half hour okay um so we might need to kind of pick and choose from our remaining uh articles here okay yeah this one i definitely want to do we're going to get into some chinese news welcome to chinese news and uh greatest source ever ussanews.com Credible. YouTube gets caught auto-censoring criticism of Chinese Communist Party claims it was accidental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After users highlighted YouTube's automatic censorship of certain phrases critical of the Chinese Communist Party, the tech company admitted the issue was real but said it was an accident, according to The Verge. What's the issue? YouTube's automatic comment moderation filters were deleting some Chinese phrases that are derogatory towards the CCP regardless of the context in which they were used. 
from The Verge. Comment left under the videos or in live stream that contain the word communist bandit 50 cent party are automatically deleted in around 15 seconds, though their mm. English language translations and Romanized pinyin equivalents are not. The term mm. communist bandit is an insult that dates back to China's nationalist government, while 50 cent party or Wu Mao is a derogatory slam slang term for internet users paid to direct online discussion away from criticism of the CCP. The name comes from claims that such commentators are paid 50 Chinese cents per post. The deletions were most recently highlighted by Palmer Lucky, the founder of Oculus, but The Verge found that the problem has existed and been brought to YouTube's attention dating back to at least uh, October 2019 through comments on the site's official help page, quote, YouTube has deleted every comment, uh, every comment I ever made about the Wu Mao and Internet Propaganda Division of the Chinese Communist pa uh, Party, Lucky wrote on Twitter on Monday. Who at Google decided to censor American comments on American videos hosted in America by an American platform that is already banned in China? Mm. What do what does YouTube have to say about it? Uh, without explaining how or why this became a rule in the moderation system, YouTube simply called it an error and said it was looking into it further. Quote, this appears to be an error in our enforcement systems and we are investigating. Bleep, bleep. A YouTube <laughs> spokesperson told The Verge in a statement, Susan Wojcicki, what do you have to say for yourself? She's not, I don't know if she's here today, but if she is, on the Twitch comments there, let us know what, what was going on there with your... Uh, you know, supporting the Chinese Communist Party on your behalf. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Well, little, and little this, censorship. Is, this doesn't. This isn't surprising at all. Of course, no. YouTube being owned by Google now, and Google notoriously uh, working with the Chinese government to censor the internet and you know develop weaponized artificial intelligence, etc., etc., etc. Google does not care about anybody, but also especially the the chinese citizens yeah um and, the other thing uh, the, the, the other thing to mention here is that the uh i think it said the ceo of or the founder of oculus is the guy who's like calling him out you know and mm -hmm. that's another wrinkle to this whole thing uh well first off isn't, isn't that an oculus on your head basil yeah this is my 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 good well i mean there is a lot of things on my head right now, but one of them is an <laughs> Oculus. Okay. <laughs> um, so just saying that, yeah, it's an interesting thing there where, you know, we're, we're always sort of keeping an eye on the, the VR industry as a whole and how they're contributing to the whole new world order system. And here we have yeah. them kind of calling out YouTube and going against the uh, Chinese Communist Party. And, and so yeah, it's almost like, lesser of two evils with any any one of these stories now it's starting to become like hey would you rather support the chinese communist party or the people that are gonna eventually plug wires into your brain i just i know it's crazy and they're pretty much one and the same if they're not now they will be um speaking of vr updates guns uh just to keep everybody posted on what's going on on those streaming services there's a show called the feed the feed okay have you heard of it no okay the feed and basically uh, the entire premise of the show is what is shoot what is it called remember the empathy box we were talking about yeah um from uh do androids dream of electric sheep like, yeah. later on uh adapted into blade runner right 
there was basically the religion of that world was, oh man, I don't know the exact name of it. I'll have to look it up. It's been a while since I've read it, but basically the religious experience was you uh, interact with what's called an empathy box and it basically puts you in the mind and the uh, point of view of somebody else in the world. And it just kind of helps you build empathy for your, uh, you know, fellow your, man, your fellow man. Yeah. And obviously runs into all sorts of problems. Um, but uh, the feed it's on Amazon Prime. It's an entire show about, uh, you know, everybody has these implants in their heads little uh, cranial computers and you're able to uh you know all of everything you see out of your eyes all your uh, memories and everything are stored in the cloud and you can sort of like browse through up other people's memories and just experience them and uh of course you know things go awry when yeah uh, people start having violent tendencies after getting these uh, implants yeah. But also, uh, basically, another show completely lifted from what we've been talking about for twelve years. <laughs> twelve. Still 10, waiting for eight, those Illuminati eight. checks. I know, I dude. <laughs> I I know for a fact we have some Hollywood people who listen to the show, and they have yet to call me and offer me that big deal, man. Hollywood, call us. This will give you what the people want, man. <laughs> We, sell out consulting we could consult for these shows yeah it, it, we might get it might go to our head you know the you, might, you might start claiming to be a a, a monkey or something <laughs> don't know how that's relevant some but kind okay. of animal the thunder Cunder asks uh what's the show called it's called the feed the feed the feed yeah. yeah so another one to check out i'm also working my way through upload which of course is uh I've talked about before, so I won't go into here, but there you go. We got Picard and we got the feed, both uh, fine quality sci-fi shows, but also um, villainizing <laughs> you and me guns. Awesome. We're the bad yeah. guys. We're uh, the bad guys. I just want to show this clip for the viewers. And okay. um, of course, this is a tweet for, in Japanese, so yeah, people may not realize it, but they're showing some footage, I believe, of China. And um, it's, it's a crowd of people walking down the steps and yeah. every single face oh. is being tracked. Yeah. And, and uh, some are labeled VIPs. Right. You got some VIP, are labeled watch list. Watch list, uh, under protection, um, staff. Uh, so it's kind of creepy when you see it in this manner of how well the facial recognition can pick up yeah. on people. And, uh, you know, I think it's really funny. There's one guy who's, Looks, you know, white. <laughs> I think he is white. Uh -huh. uh, walking amongst a crowd of Asians and his face is clearly, you know, called out and says, watch list. <laughs> <laughs> so the racists over there too in the China. The Chinese. Yeah, a lot of things body. happening over there. Some more uh, protests, all sorts of stuff. The Hong Kong issue has not been settled. Yeah, do uh, you want to cover that this, real quick? Um, well, real quick, let me just mention, uh, speaking of this facial recognition thing, I do some charity work and I was in the back, I was doing some pickups from a mm -hmm. major retailer and, uh, they had their little COVID booth set right. up that all, all the people who come in through the back have to, um, you know, get their COVID 
temperature taken and they have this really high tech setup that uh, scans your face and takes your temperature and does a whole thing. So somehow it was able to uh, scan me with my sunglasses and my mask on. So it's getting pretty, uh, getting pretty fancy. Uh, One thing to note Gons in this video of the, that you showed, nobody's wearing a mask. Yeah. It could be from prior to everything. I mean, I don't know when this footage is from, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it certainly is. Uh, you know, it's interesting because in Japan right now, especially, and I know this because my, my parents are Japanese and they're telling me, uh, they started watching YouTube videos and, and like there's mm-hmm. all these YouTube truthers in Japan. It's very, very fascinating. They talk about the, the deep state and, the, and that's where we got the Wakshin thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're, they're really speaking out against uh, China and their, their just totalitarian system that they got going on there. So even in... Uh, in other countries, you know, that are, I mean, Japan's not super duper free or anything like that, but more free than China for sure. And, and they're seeing yeah. So uh, it's just a very Japan's interesting thing. okay. Yeah, it's they, okay. They, they rank okay on the, on the scale. Yeah. All right. We are coming up on five o'clock here, gone. So let's give some, uh, some supporter shout outs and okay. I'll shoot a couple more Twitch, uh, Twitch viewers, some shout outs, and then we'll, uh, do a few more, uh, few more the articles and call it a night what do you say you want to do the shout outs now or do you want to skip like four three or four of the articles here uh yeah well i was gonna let you choose which one of which of those articles are the most important Mm. maybe pick like uh two three 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 or four of them okay um and i'm gonna head over put your put your finger on the the dinger there okay and uh let's let's ding some people Let's, let's new followers. Here we go. Open it up. We have a brand new, brand new uh, followers. We got uh, Maxerd. Max Ered. Max Ered. Thank you Max-er-ed. for being here. We also got Twitch the Canary. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Twitch the Canary. We got Electric AI nice. or Electric Al. I can't really tell. It might be Electric <laughs> Al. Uh, Intrepid Pace. Intrepid Pace. Nice. Tiny Blohino. Tiny Blohino. Um, we got, uh, oh, some of these are hard to read. Paladin 1 DCS. We got Bossman Bobbert. I saw Bossman Bobbert in the, uh, in the chat today. What's up, buddy? Um, let's see here. Oh, man. I can't remember which, one, which, which ones of these we've already done or not, but I'll just do a couple more. Uh, TX. I'll say maybe Texas. Texas believer soon a lever. Oops, sorry, a little early on the ding there, but Texas believer soon a lever. There you go. That's a good one. Bad influence. Ooh, I don't know. I like that. <laughs> I like that ruckus, name. Ruckus among us. Ruckus among us. <laughs> and Bill and Melinda. <laughs> Bill and Melinda. <laughs> Yeah, we got thanks, clones. We got clones. And Gons, uh, what do you say we give a couple shout outs to our Patreon supporters while you get the PayPal people all set up? And I just want to remind everybody that we are a value for value proposition here. What we put out, we do for free. It's always been free. It always will be free. And not just free in the sort of monetary sense, but free in the philosophical sense. Like I've said before, 
If you're not paying for something, usually you are the product. And that's the same with podcasts and a lot of other content on the internet. And that's done through, you are turned into a product through a little thing we call advertising. And uh, Gons, you and I have made a decision not to do uh, advertising. We did that a long time ago, which just happened to maybe have been the worst business decision we've ever made. Um, But instead, Instead of, uh, you know, earning your trust and attention and then selling that trust and attention to a corporation for our own monetary gain, we do the shows, we put them out there and we, if you get value out of what we do, it's now your opportunity to put some value back in and it's really simple. You just help us out with whatever the show is worth to you. If it's worth five bucks a month, that's great. If it's worth 50 bucks a month, that's great also. And, uh, you know, if it's worth nothing, then, you know, nothing comes in. But thankfully, here's a few people who uh, decided that we were worth something, Gons, over here on patreon.com slash CCNT. We got a pledge by Mike. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Mike. And we got a pledge by Dust. Ooh, Dust. Yeah, Dust. Um, When was the last show? A week ago would have been the 20th. 20th, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so we got an upgraded uh, pledge by Sarah. All right, Sarah. Thank you. Doubling up. And, yeah, and a pledge by Annika. Annika. Or Annika? Yeah, it's Annika. There you go. Those are our new and upgrading Patreon supporters. We love the new supporters and we love the upgrading supporters. It's you, it's uh, hard enough to get somebody to pledge to support the show. It's even harder to get somebody to increase their pledge. So thank you very much, Sarah. That means a lot. You actually forgot Jan, who also uh, 1.25x'd her support. Or yeah. 2.25. 2. We did, oh, we did get... We did give a Jan a shout out on the last show, but she deserves another one. So thanks, yeah, it's Jan. Just a, it's Again. just a big supporter, you know? We just thank supporter. Jan so much. We love Jan. Yeah. Um, and then on PayPal, if you don't want to support us through Patreon, uh, you can do that. There's been longtime supporters there. We really appreciate it on the Canary Cry Radio PayPal. And just want to give a few shout outs. Sarah... Sarah, thank you for your recurring support, Jacob. Jacob, Natalie, Natalie, Lance, Lance, and uh, let's see, Joshua. I think he's a longtime supporter, but hey, give you a shout out anyway. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. And we also got one from Rachel. Rachel, Rosalie. Whoa, these are all new. Uh, I. Th- I think so. I don't think so. I didn't see all these new ones. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe these are recurring, but it's okay. Yeah, hey, you got to go by the email, man. <laughs> I know. We got to, yeah, we got to figure things out. Rosalie. Thank you, Rosalie. And Kathleen. I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> okay, finish this okay. out. These are not new supporters. There's only two very... more. Just relax. Relax over there. <laughs> George or Jorge. I don't know. George. Thank you, George. And one more. Can you handle it? Basil? No. Uh-uh. Can't handle it. Go. Arwen. Arwen. Thank you, Arwen. Thanks, Arwen. Appreciate Thanks, it. Arwen. And I'm not trying to not give people shout outs. I'm just saying we get so much flack already for talking about, you know, supporting our families 
uh, that, you know, I just don't want to <laughs> extend children. it. I don't want to extend the, the issues if people are going to yell at us for trying to feed our families and our cats. Um, and we'll, Sky, we're going to, we'll probably Sky do something Scourge, fun. Sky Scourge Broadcasting says, sorry guys, it's you or cigarettes. <laughs> well, I don't know how I feel about that, Sky Scourge. I think I think it's better for everybody if your cigarette money comes to us, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You do what you got to do, man. Yeah, sorry. Right. Um, but okay. but if you do choose to, to choose us, then you will your lungs will be thankful, and children are fed. So and so will the babies. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. I think that's it for new supporters, right? Yes. Okay, yes. thank you, uh, people. Thank you, people out there. We are your essential employees. We got nothing else going on, man. This is the show. This is what we got, and we do it for you. And uh, those of you who get value out of the show and return value back in, thank you so, so much. You are what keeps the show going. You are technically producers of the show, so thank you very much. Also... Um, you know, if financially supporting the show is not a thing that you can do, which we totally understand, Sky Scourge, I get it, man. Um, you can support the show in other ways, and those ways look like this. You can leave us a rating and a review on whatever podcast player uh, you use, or uh, give thumbs up on a YouTube, or share an episode. That's a big one. If you got people in your life who would be into the show, or... Uh, you know, are trying to wake up, go through, find an episode they might like and just send it out. Uh, post um, post links to shows on your Twitter or your Facebook or things like that. That's always great. And if you are one of those fancy people who knows their way around a sound uh, editing software, you can make us some jingles. We had a bunch of jingles come in after the last show, which we are very happy about. And uh, that also technically makes you a producer of the show. So go ahead and uh, make us some jingles. If there's something on the show, if there's a topic uh, you want to make a jingle for or a person, you know, we can make some individual jingles for Elon and Mark and and all our favorites. Um, go ahead and just go for it and send us those jingles at canarycryradio at gmail.com. You guys are the best. Am I forgetting anything, Gons? I don't think so. Let's uh, let's try to get through some of this stuff. Um, okay. Hold on one yeah, second. We got, we got time for a couple more, so pick your favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah, so well, let me real quick, let's just mention the Hong Kong thing. I won't go through the article, but basically Hong Kong is being basically attacked by <laughs> the China, the China, the Chinese mm -hmm. communist uh, group there, and there's a lot of protests and stuff going on. And Reuters was uh, reporting that Trump uh, says U.S. to take action on China over Hong Kong this week. And hopefully he doesn't have to use his uh, super duper missiles against China there. <laughs> but it's a possibility. Yeah. Just, just yeah, to, you got another you know. one of these fire and fury threats yeah. type of things. Yeah, it's, it never ends with the, with the China. But also we're going to get into uh, some COVID stuff to wrap it up here. COVID. I do want to give a quick shout out to Sky Scourge who says, all right already, I'll quit. Fine. I hope you're happy. I am happy, Sky That's Scourge. awesome. You get a laser too <laughs> for that one. Awesome. Awesome thing. Um, this one I'm going to go by real quick because, again, it's pretty self-explanatory with the headline there. 
uh, Wired.com. Don't be fooled by COVID-19 contact tracing scams. Mm. Fraudsters have found yet another way to take advantage of the pandemic. So uh, don't get scammed by people trying to do the uh, contact tracing. But also, Los Angeles Times lost your job. States and municipalities across the country are high. Don't (laughs) want your, your analysis cbsnews.com lost your job consider becoming a contact tracer oh yeah yeah it's this we this is one of those this. uh it's one of those i tried to tell you moments you know it's the snitches we, man we, we talked know. about this a couple episodes ago but if you lost your job you now can become a professional snitch yeah yeah uh the the last one i want to do on well for me for my end on the covid19 stuff is uh concerning the walking Mm. And that's uh, Wakachin is the Japanese, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pronunciation. Pronunciation, yeah, uh, of the word vaccine. Va- vaccine. <laughs> MSN.com coronavirus AstraZeneca says it can deliver millions of doses of potential Oxford Wakachin by September. Mm. And, um, you know, I'll read this briefly here. A pharmaceutical company says it has secured orders for at least 400 million doses of an unproven COVID-19 vaccine that it will start delivering this year. 400 million. It's more than every American. That's too many. That's a lot. AstraZeneca announced on Thursday that it had, quote, concluded the first agreements to make the University of Oxford's potential coronavirus vaccine. The British-Swedish drug-making giant said earlier this week it had secured manufacturing capacity for one billion doses so far and will begin deliveries in September 2020. That's a lot of doses, one billion, uh, for something that is an uh, un... What was the word that they used? Uh, Why can't I find the word? Unproven. Unproven (laughs) vaccine. But uh, let's roll out a billion. And I actually did a little... A little study there, because I was looking at the AstraZeneca. I thought, Astra, that sounds kind of familiar. What is that from? And uh, it's actually a weapon in Hinduism. And Astra yeah. in Sanskrit was a supernatural weapon presided over by a specific deity and imbued with spiritual or occult power that has caused Whoa. its effect or impact. Whoa. Later, the word came to denote any weapon which was used by releasing it from one's hand. An arrow compared to keeping it in one hand, one's hand. Uh, so the, <laughs> there you go. The Astra is a supernatural weapon in Sanskrit. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't find anything really to uh, connect it to Zeneca, which is the second half of the name of the company, AstraZeneca. The only thing I can find is that uh, some British company came up with the name Zeneca. It was a company that comes up with business names, and mm-hmm. they came up with Zeneca. And the only hmm. the closest word I can think of is zenith, maybe you know, uh, could, talking about could be a the height of power. To Seneca or Seneca, yeah, yeah, that's mm. true. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That's uh, <laughs> that's my little report there on the Huacchin. Huacchin, we got to keep an eye on the Huacchins. Yep, yep, yep. What you got, hmm. Basil? Which one do you want to do? I don't you, know. You want to bring up some Soros? Soros, that's pretty interesting. Let's yeah. do this. Look, COVID. Oh, 
know, it's been a while since we've heard anything from or about Soros. So he's always working, this. though, with all his investments I know. there. He's, he's, <laughs> he's always on his hustle, man. Uh, RT.com. Soros says EU may not survive unless it, pro- unless it props up sick man of Europe, Italy. Billionaire financier George Soros was warned that the preservation of the European Union is dependent upon the economic health of Italy and other states hit hard by coronavirus, adding that the current aid policies favor Germany. Always the EU, uh, you know, otherwise known as the new German Empire. Uh, The Hungarian-American philanthropist argued that the bloc must issue perpetual bonds in order to raise money uh, to support countries that have suffered from the most from COVID-19, singling out Italy as particularly vulnerable. In a transcript of a question and answer session distributed to the media, Soros also railed against the reluctance of better-off member states to work together to provide financial assistance for the bloc's most at-risk states. Quote, the relaxation of state aid rules which favor Germany has been particularly unfair to Italy, which was already the sick man of Europe and then the hardest hit by COVID-19. Soros, who gained notoriety and infamy in Europe after after becoming a vocal proponent of the bloc's open-door migrant policy, said that if action isn't taken now, the EU, quote, may not be able to survive the challenges it currently confronts. He insisted that his somber assessment was not just a theoretical possibility, but it may actually become the tragic reality. The billionaire's call to arms comes just one day after the European Commission approved a 9 billion euro umbrella scheme proposed by Rome to support the Italian economy. Although European states are slowly easing lockdown measures, there are growing fears that the economic consequences of paralyzing most commerce will have far-reaching long-term effects. No kidding. Judging by Soros's own pronouncements, the financier seems to view the deep economic crisis as a clear opportunity. Quote, we will not go back to where we were when the pandemic started, Soros told Project Syndicate. Everything else is up for grabs. I do not think anyone knows how capitalism will evolve. It's called happy capitalism. <laughs> Uh, Soros. Somebody needs to let him know that. The pandemic has revealed deep cracks in the block, with European states adopting a free-for-all attitude as COVID-19 swept across the continent. The lack of unity even compelled EU Commission President Ursula von der, uh, von der Leyen to apologize to Italy after Brussels ignored the country's pleas for aid. Wow, they're really just leaving Italy in the, in the dust there, man. Well, you know, the Vatican... <laughs> yeah. The Pope. Yeah, the Vatican. The Vatican. That's what I say. Space Pope Reptilian. They got the reptilian there. They're fine. Yeah, we need to hear from some more European listeners. I know there's a bunch of you uh who, who if you don't tune in live because of the timing issues, um but you listen to the podcast, let us know. Not a lot of people are huge fans of the EU over there. No. Um it really does almost exclusively favor Germany. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a very strange thing. Of course, Bre- you know what I haven't heard about recently was Brexit. What is the what's going on with Brexit? I don't know. All right. Yeah. All uh, right. By the way, just to tie it back to the beginning of the show with your workout regime, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you you are defying the Soros mandate uh, and, and the Soros uh, prediction 
because um, there's a story that came out back in March that Soros uh, went in big on this company called Peloton, which mm-hmm. uh, is an indoor yeah. cycling, uh, like, you know, like indoor cycling station type of product. Right. And so he, he knew that everyone's going to be sitting at home in the quarantine he way knew. back when. And he invested early on in these uh, home exercise machines. So there you were go. You Good job, Basil. The, were you aware of all the Peloton hubbub? Uh, man, it seems so quaint and innocent now. This was back uh, late 2019. I remember Peloton, hearing stuff. Yeah. Do you remember it? Did you see the I don't the remember ad? the exact. No, I don't remember the exact uh, thing, but I remember people talking about Peloton. So what oh, was it? Yeah. They made a commercial where it was basically a husband gave his wife uh an exercise bike oh and uh you know she she was striving to be the perfect in perfect shape for her husband oh which, wow uh, the, the feminists of course were not a fan of <laughs> i mean it was a bad commercial overall but they got well, a lot of heat for that one they had to spend that soros money for you know i'm sure he was like <laughs> make a commercial you know i don't see what the problem is sell 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 to wife yeah <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. There All right. Go. Well, Guns, I know that uh, the the most exciting part of the show everybody is waiting for. Um, are you ready for the Nephilim update? I kind of am. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Real quick, before we go into that, there was a, uh, a story out on MyNorthwest.com. Uh, rants gunshot victim counted as Washington coronavirus death. So they're admitting to some of that now, but the Nephilim update here, this is from variety.com. This is a real brief one. So this is good. San Sebastian festival powers up new WIP Latum bows, WIP Europa streamlines. I have no idea what that means, (laughs) but in the article, it mentions a company, which I'm scrolling to find it. And I I can't find, I'm going to have to do a quick search here. Because I did not know that there was a company called Nephilim Producciones. Ooh. And uh, it's, it's entirely possible that we reported on this in the past of some production company named uh, after the Nephilim here. But basically, they are a company that is owned, they're an advertising company that's owned by the Circular Group. And they got hmm. this, uh, this little website here that talks about uh, one of their... Uh, w- one of their companies that they're the, the umbrella companies being Nephilim mm-hmm. Producciones and uh, their advertising company, commercials, promos, branded content, film, fiction and documentary and television. So over there in Spain, if you're uh, any, <laughs> if you're, if you're into the Spanish production of documentaries and fictions and promotions, you may have been watching something produced by Nephilim Productiones. Nephilim I love Nephilim Nephilim I love the idea of uh, you know some Nephilim uh, who are here on Earth sent to do their their master's bidding, yeah. um, and they just decide to start a production company and make some documentaries. <laughs> how, how do we get the message yeah. out? Oh, let's uh, make film in Spain. Okay, what do we these, name the company? Humans. Uh, Nephilim. <laughs> Nephilim Production. No, no, we're not the most creative uh, <laughs> of beings. All there is right, nothing guns. new. Well, under you the good? Sun. I'm sorry to have to cut yeah, it off. No, but I'm I gotta, good. I'm good. I gotta, we're good. I got a scoot. I got a scoot. Yep. Get All on right, everybody. Here. Thank you, guys. Here's the thing. Remember, you can go to Patreon.com. 
Patreon.com slash CCNT to support the show. You can also go to CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. Yes, you can. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. You know, we get some people are not uh, fans of the Patreon, and that's totally cool. But if you go to canarycryradio.com slash support, there's a bunch of other fun ways to support the show financially. We got PayPal. We got recurring donations, one-time donations, even cryptocurrency, all sorts of fun stuff. Make sure to check it out. Also, I want to let people know we haven't mentioned it in a while, except for at the beginning of the show, which is we have our own off-Facebook community that you can join to find other people just like you, listeners of the show, uh, free thinkers, fringy folk. Uh, you got to connect with them. And the best place to do that is at canarycry.community. It's a real URL. Type it in. Go there. Make an account. Join up and say hey to other listeners just like you. It's away from the, uh, the cold grasping clutches of the lizard people over at Facebook. Uh, so there's no data mining going on. There's no nothing. Uh, so, but what there is, is a bunch of great people just like you. Um, there's topics on pretty much everything fringy that we talk about here on the show, but there's also kind of regular <laughs> topics going on. It's a great place. It's not just uh, crazy conspiracy theory stuff. People are helping each other out with fixing their cars and sharing memes and all sorts of great stuff. So go to canarycry.community and uh, get hooked up there. Gons, we didn't make a big deal about it, but happy 200th episode. Yeah, 200 episodes. Woo! We got uh, Bezos laughing at us. (laughs) (laughs) He's happy for us, too. This uh, this three shows a week thing really really sped up that process. I think we were at one forty eight once when uh, when uh, quarantine started when we first got put on house arrest. I think so. And Something like that. here we are. Pretty impressive. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're impressed with ourselves. We're impressed with ourselves, <laughs> everybody. So, and we're impressed with you folk who come and uh, and watch. I mean, we went yes. we put we would have stopped doing this a long time ago. <laughs> Not the whole show, but the the live stuff. Um, if it weren't for you folks who uh, come and watch the show live. So thank you very much. Thank you to our new Twitch followers, of which I've already shouted out most of you. But there is a brand new follower I want to give uh, a big shout out to, Busan Cheese. Busan thank you, Busan Cheese. All right. I think that's good. Am I forgetting anything, Gons? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Now, here's the thing. Y'all got friends. You got family. You got followers. You got followees that are uh, still getting all their news from the mainstream or, God forbid, their Facebook wall. And here's what you got to do. Step one, you walk right up to them. Step two, you grab them by the cage. And step three, you got to shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. 
That's right. You gotta let them know where to go. Remember, we're streaming live on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays uh, until we don't. But uh, you can find us here three times a week. And remember, we don't just live stream. We also have uh, a few podcast feeds. So if you want to listen to any of the other 200 episodes that we've done, just search for Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, You can also check out our other show, Canary Cry Radio. Two different shows, but you're going to want to listen to both of them. You can find them on any podcast podcatcher podcast catcher so make sure to do that and remember to leave a rating and review okay everybody that's all we got for this episode of canary cry news talk make sure to tune in next time but until then think outside the cage Shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. <laughs> Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.